Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to Growing Up Female with me, Connie Simmons. This is the podcast where we chat about what it's really like to grow up female behind the shiny social media profile. I'll be chatting to a whole host of young, inspirational women about race, beauty standards, periods, body shaming, sex, relationships, social media, everything it means to grow up as a female today. Hey, it's Connie here and I just wanted to put a little note at the top of this episode to say that we recorded this before the current pandemic. So there are some bits which might sound a little bit weird given what's going on. I hope you're all okay. Please stay safe, stay indoors and enjoy listening in the comfort of your own homes. Lots of love. Enjoy the podcast. Welcome back to Growing Up Female. I am very excited about today's guest. She's a gorgeous friend of mine. She's caring, she's kind, and she's full of knowledge. But we're going to talk about something a little bit different today. Uh, It's Rhiannon Lambert. And I just realised you're married. Are you Rhiannon Lambert still? Do you know, this is one of those... Hi. Hi, this is Rhiannon, everyone. (laughs) Hello, I've actually been so excited to come on. Thank you, Connie, for having me. Thanks Um, for coming. We'll stick with Lambert because I'm keeping my maiden name for the business. Yeah, that's what I would do too. I love that. You just, I love it. I feel like a feminist. Exactly. I'm not married, but that's what I would do. I think I'll, I'll change it on the passports and things yeah, when I course. get around to it, but I'm going to keep the name. And it's name. nice because you're Bubba, because Rhiannon is exactly. pregnant. How many weeks are your months? So I'm 34 weeks now. Oh, wow. So, so close. In month eight then. Yeah. I'm nearly there. Six weeks nearly away, there. I, think. I think. Yeah. It's yeah. 40 weeks. Yeah. 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 So nearly there. So your, your baby will have the same surname as you. And I think that's really nice. Yeah. Um, that's one of the main reasons why I want to get married eventually. Um, but anyway, um, so I just want to um, talk to you, not about nutrition necessarily today. We will touch on it because obviously that's what you're known for. And that's what you've built your amazing um, business and empire on. I know you're very modest and stuff, but you have been you've done incredible the last couple of years, uh, especially. Um, but today, because growing up female is all about the struggles of growing up as a young girl or woman um, in society, I want to get a bit more um, deep with you, if that's okay, um, and just start off by talking about um, growing up um, and what your dreams were, because I know your dream wasn't to be a nutritionist. No, and even you saying that inside, when you said, oh, I know you're known for nutrition, sometimes it still doesn't sink in, I'm a businesswoman in that area, like you said, it doesn't really feel quite real because I did actually start out with the intention of dreaming to be a singer performer it was totally different I wasn't actually very good at science at school 
I, I'm awful still at maths. Oh, you're like, um, I find it so hard to believe. I know, you no. just carry yourself so well. Thanks. Um, I just don't have that side of the brain, which is weird because some people say musicians are very good at maths as well. Like the oh, thing okay. that they're quite interlinked. But for me... Um, I, I could just always sing. Mm. None of my family were musical. My mum, my dad, my sister, no no one. I just happened to have this voice. Gifted. I was very lucky. I look at it as a gift because yeah, the singing gift. voice got me out of my small town in the countryside in mm. Wiltshire and that's what brought me up to London. And if I hadn't have had that opportunity, I won an online competition with Classic FM when I was, I think I was 17 or just turning 17. Um, and I just uploaded stuff online. I hadn't really had any proper training. I wasn't really a classical singer. I would just hear things and mimic it. Yeah. Um, which, looking back, would make people cringe because I definitely wasn't doing it technically correctly. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how it no, all began. but sometimes I think it's nicer when there's, it's just through passion and love. Like, I'm a self-taught makeup artist, and I know that really, really bugs a lot of people or people that are trained, which is fine. Like, I understand you've put the time and effort into going but through But Connie, you've done my makeup and you're really good. Thank you. <laughs> and I just think that's what I mean with the music and the cooking as well. Like, mm. if the passion's there and the love's there, sometimes that's enough and it's just nice. It's more authentic. Sometimes when you're trained by someone, then do you become that person rather than becoming yourself? And that was part of the interesting thing about the singing journey originally because that happened to me obviously before going to university and studying. I didn't think I'd ever end up at uni. I didn't think I'd have that mm. opportunity is that the minute I started getting tuition, my voice changed. And for the record labels I was working with at the time, we just weren't finding the right sound. It took like a year or two. I went through different singing teachers, someone that wanted me and my style to come out whilst giving me tuition because I, I was just changing like a mm. sheep with each teacher I had. Exactly. It's really weird. You lose your identity a bit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So don't use, lose your identity, guys. It's really important. No, it? it's hard though. I think when you're a teenager... Yeah, you trust these older people, these yeah. amazing teachers. I was like, how lucky am I to get this tuition? Because I had to pay my own way for everything else. But part of the competition prize was you get to work with a singing teacher and you get access to the, the amazing Royal Academy of incre- Music. That is it was, incredible. It was insane. But, you know, I was working at House of Fraser at the time on the side, yeah. um, doing all these different part-time jobs to pay the bills. But the tuition, God, oh, it was amazing. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you're so glad for that opportunity. Um, if you don't mind, how come things didn't go the way mm. you wanted them to go? So I think everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. And looking back, it's the best thing in the world. But at the time, it felt like the worst thing. So I was signed by one record label. Then 2008 hit. And that's a time in the UK when the economy crashed and labels were going bust and things just weren't working. And I was being pitched at the time for a concept called classical crossover music, which it's not really cool anymore. But back then, it was just you would sing... Um, I don't know, I Will Always Love You, Whitney Houston, in Italian. Oh, okay, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Know, yeah, and yeah, yeah. you would, like, make it sound a bit more poppy. A bit Devo. Yeah, it's like, El- <laughs> exactly. It's like the female equivalent, and it was pitched as the next Catherine Jenkins, and that was kind of a lot of pressure to put yeah. on me, image-wise. It was more about image mm. and finding the right sound, but I got dropped by the one label, and then I got picked up by another label, a Warner Brothers concept to do something completely different. Then I got dropped by that and then picked up by another Mm. indie label. That's a lot to take as a a teenager. It was horrendous. And by this point, I would have been 20, nearly 21, having not achieved 
I've been working with all these incredible songwriters, people that work with Brian May. Um, I had the most incredible opportunities. And it was a it should have been a dream. You know, everyone thinks mm. you get signed by a record label. Mm. Your life is made. Oh no, I was living on the breadline, having porridge for dinner because I couldn't afford anything else, and living off um products that are marketed as low fat, low calorie, because I believe that was healthy. And so was there this pressure? This is well, this was my next question. Was there this pressure? Obviously, you said it, it was really image focused. So you felt this pressure to obviously be slim or skinny. Yeah. And I mean, you're being pitched next to someone like Catherine Jenkins. Mm. Not her fault, but, no. you know, she's blooming gorgeous. Yeah. And you're being pitched as this young girl being um, and I was weighed monthly to at the time it was just to keep an eye on your BMI just to check that you're healthy but looking back that had such a negative impact on my relationship with food and it got to a point where I I was depressed I was undernourished not eating and no one picked up on it because that was just the norm in that industry Mm. it was just normal to be underweight and Mm. not looking after yourself because you just crack on it's terrible it was so bad and I ended up going on antidepressants to cut a long story short and that's that was the doctor's solution when Mm. I went asking for help and of course it did nothing it's giving me goosebumps it was it was yeah not a good time but that's why it didn't work out I chose to go and study nutrition yeah so I was gonna say how did you get out of this dark hole in a way in a sense what made you go nutrition like what what intrigued you about nutrition this is something I don't really I don't really talk about a lot which is why this podcast no no okay it's it's good to I think to share I was mentally prepping myself for having this episode with you today sorry and you're pregnant and it's good it's good but it's so inspiring me and honestly it's really inspiring well if it helps people I think that's the main thing yeah um at the time when I was doing the music, I was in quite an abusive relationship as well, which okay. is something I don't ever really disclose. And at the time, I think I was being pushed from so many different angles and made to believe that women should only be seen if there was a man with them or you couldn't do anything on your own. I was very cornered and trapped in a way. And I remember one incident with the police and managing to escape from that and thinking, what am I doing with my life? The music I then associated with this relationship, um, which was the main reason why I had to turn my back on it for a little bit, because Mm. it was it wasn't even the malnourishment or the lack of energy. It was also the fact that I was so hammered from Mm. every angle. I don't know if I'm even describing this very well. But you just didn't feel like there was an escape. I didn't. And I saw all my other friends on Facebook. So there wasn't Instagram or Twitter back then. No. It was just Facebook. And they were all off at uni and they were having fun. And I'd visit one of my friends that was at Southampton Uni. And she's like, Ree, you should just go, you know, do a degree, do something. I'm like, I can't afford to do a degree. You know, I'm self-supporting myself. I don't have help from my parents here. I've got to pay my own mm. way. But I managed to get a loan. And the only other thing I loved, which is ironic because it was the thing that I punished myself for was mm. food. I used to love cooking before I got into this relationship and the music industry. And I I lost all of that. But somehow enrolling in uni, it, it did it genuinely back. save my life because it kind of taught me that food is so much more than a form of punishment and a form of restriction. Mm. It's amazing. 
Yeah, that, that's so. What? What? <laughs> oh, sorry, your face. <laughs> I know. I it's all come out like word so vomit. Be, because because you loved cooking so much, you decided nutrition at university was was the way forward. And it was, and it really was. And the problem was, I didn't have a science background. So at the time, nutrition wasn't a popular course. All my friends were like, "Why on?" earth are you doing nutrition like that is so uncool like what even is nutrition no one really knew this was a time when it was not I wish I'd done it yeah it it was the first I'm not gonna lie the first few weeks because I was classified as a mature student because I went around 21 22 oh that's so mature (laughs) I know know, and I look back and I just think I was I really wasn't but I was working multiple jobs managed to get the loan got into the uni but I was in tears on the phone I remember to my dad just being like, I can't do this. You know, everyone there is 18. They're really smart. They put their hands up. They know every answer. They've done chemistry, A-levels. They've done... I got on because I was mature, showed I would work hard, had a good work ethic, and I had a psychology A-level. That was enough to get me onto the degree. Amazing. So I was like an underdog going in. I think the competitive side of me, because I've always had a good element of I will work hard... Mm just kind of shone through and I just mm. had to work my ass off. It was so hard. I remember biochemistry coming out and having a little bit of a meltdown, nearly quitting the entire course. I was like, I just don't know what I'm doing. But the more you do stick you, at it... Do you think that maybe you just lacked a little bit of self-belief because of what happened to you previously? Looking back, probably yes. Mm. Hugely. And you were obviously comparing yourself to other people and actually they might have been thinking, she's really smart. Well, me- Maybe. I hadn't even thought about it like that. I think because I was a singer as well, this is also a stereotype, mm. I was always dumbed down. Yeah. It's uh, terrible. The dumb blonde yeah, kind of thing. Blonde as yeah. Well. Which back then was something that people would just assume that, oh, just because you're quite chirpy. It sounds like I was this miserable person. I, I was always. Yeah, you put on a front. Yeah, I could. Could put on a front. Yeah, you could put on a front. Be quite happy and get on with it. I was the same. I made out that I was having the time of my life at uni and I really wasn't. No. Yeah. It it wasn't a time that I particularly loved until I got into about second or third year. But I was lucky. I got a job at another job. I had like five part-time jobs when I was at uni. But one of them was (laughs) night shifts at the library that I would do like two or three a week. And that's when I would study I don't know how I did that looking back without any sleep because now I'm starting to notice being pregnant, not getting the sleep is hard, let alone how you must feel now, Connie. Oh, no, it's got it. better now. She's she's not ill. So, so it's she's all right. Okay. It gets better, yeah. yeah she sleeps okay. seven till four and then I give her a bottle and she sleeps till seven. So Aww, it's fine. It's good. Yeah, so there is a light at the end of the there tunnel. There is light. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so, so did your then relationship with food improve as you started studying nutrition because... I, I'm I'm not not I wouldn't even say I'm qualified but I've done a nutritional diploma for my own sake I don't um, offer any nutritional advice um, but I did it for my own mental health and for my own relationship with food and learning about food and its purpose and water and all those things my mindset changed instantly so do you think that saved you in that sense in terms of body image 100% I was definitely underweight and I hadn't had a diagnosis of what was going on at the time Mm. I regained the understanding of what food was for I looked at it differently also it helps being around people that have positive relationships with it I think because I was so isolated in the music industry um suddenly being at a university with lots of you know, vibrant life and students Mm. and they're all excited and happy and it just has a positive influence on you really. And I started to 
I just became fascinated. I really lapped it up. I can't even describe to you how passionate I am about what I do. I love nutrition. It was so new and there's so much that was still waiting to be explored. It was just amazing. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> you make it sound like a Disney film. And you know, the, the thing is, it's really not, if you break it down, this is awful. I'm painting it out to be, it, it's, it's, it's hard work. It's pathophysiology. It's cardiolo- cardiology stuff. We chair modules with doctors on the course, yeah. neurologists on the course. It was tough. Immunology was one of my favorite lectures, yet the thing I was worst at. So you just can't. Yeah. I can't get into how fascinating And even now, is. I'm guessing you're still learning all the time. A hundred percent. And things change. Mm, things change exactly. every year. Yeah. So do you still have moments where you feel, even though you do have this knowledge and you know, um, oh, I say what, what's right from wrong, you know what's right for you because every, every single body is different, isn't it? And unique and individual. And that's really important when it comes to 100%. nutrition. But do you still have days where you feel like unsure or conscious or... Yeah, I mean, I think um, what's very enlightening to me is, is going to the pregnancy now... I'm more confident in my body than I've ever been. Oh, I love it. That was one of my questions. That's really interesting. How come? I was the opposite. <laughs> yeah, see, this is just... It, I think it's really weird. I think it's taken away the purpose of being a fueled vessel every day for something else. Mm. I love the fact... I mean, I'm not going to say I love being pregnant. We'll get on to all of this, but... I'm just in awe of the female body. Mm. I think the fascinating side of my head is how on earth do we grow something living that is living inside of you? When you really think about it. It is so empowering. And I think I've found it more of an empowering thing, which is why I'm loving my body more for what it can Mm. do. It's added a new take, whereas before I've always loved my body for the fact that it functions every day. I can perform. I can do X, Y, Z. So I still sing on the side and do occasional gigs and I have stuff going on. But it's just a whole new purpose. Yeah. And you've kept up your exercise, haven't you? Yeah. And has that been well, really... Tried. Yeah, as much as you can and you're yeah. so busy. But um, I know you walk a lot as well. But has that been detrimental to your mental health through pregnancy? Because I found pregnancy really um, an emotional roller coaster, And I couldn't actually do a lot of exercise because of my pelvis. Um, and that was really frustrating because I love my exercise. Yeah. How have you, how have you found pregnancy and exercise I mean has it saved you some days (laughs) some days it's the best thing and the last thing you want to do and then you get there and you do it and afterwards you're like oh yeah actually that was great it's changing my expectations so the first I was extremely nauseous for about 16 weeks so actually in the first trimester and beyond it, it wasn't really happening in a way I thought I would do the odd weight session at the gym but it, it would last like 20 minutes, half mm. an hour. It was nothing like it used to be before. Mm. It would pick me up and it gave me a purpose and gave me energy for the rest of the day. But it was so it was because it was drilled into my routine. The gym would be near clinic. So it was a, I'm going to go because it's on the way. But then the pelvic pain for me set in around week 20-something. Yeah. 23-ish. Yeah, that's when it gets worse. I At the moment, I can't even do a cat cow and do a leg raise at the back because yeah. the pelvis it feels like you're punched in the vagina <laughs> oh I know <laughs> it feels know. like you're bruised every step yeah when you it walk. does feel bruised yeah and I wear I still feel belt like that thing. sometimes yeah do you yeah Macy's 10 months so my my advice would be wear support mm. every day I didn't do yeah. that 
and I really regret it. I carried low the whole pregnancy from start to finish, um, which didn't help. And I'm hypermobile, so my joints are really flexible. I'm the same hypermobile. Yeah, and um, produce too much um, relaxing. relaxing. So then my joints were even more, so I could have like, I don't know, dislocated something. I think it's changing the expectations and being really careful. Mm. Um, so instead of working out maybe four days a week, it will be two. Yeah. And doing exercises that work for me. I now know that if I go to a bar class or I do Pilates, I adapt every yeah. single move. And even if I'm just doing a child's pose, which actually is now harder, yeah. the, more, the bigger the baby bump gets, it's not comfortable. No. Um I feel good for even making it there. Getting on the tube every day is my workout. Yeah. Getting up those steps, I am I think I stopped out. coming into London at, uh, around where you are now. Yeah. See, I wish... This is another interesting conversation. I wish I could just do that. But unfortunately, yeah, with my job, I will consistently be coming into Central once or twice, three times a week if you know I have to. But that is exercise. Mm. It's how you look at exercise, isn't it? If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Baffled, a brand new podcast bringing you some amazing facts that are complete nonsense. Imagine the likes that that would get on Instagram, you having a quick one up a lamppost on the moon. Incredible. So you basically <laughs> saying the reason the dinosaurs stopped living is because they all collectively made a decision to have no more children. Oh, they're talking, I think until 10 years ago, I, I still shared the bathwater that my parents were in. You can find us wherever you got this podcast. Just search for Baffled Amazing Facts. And how will it be once the baby's born, though? 
Because taking a baby into London is just not fun. No, and I think... And, like, with viruses and stuff like that. So Mm. as we're recording this episode, it's the coronavirus. Coronavirus. Yeah. Yeah. And I have been scared. So I got really sick in pregnancy over Christmas time this year. And I remember messaging you because you were the Mm. same. Yeah, I was the same. I had to go on antibiotics. Mm. And that destroyed me. And I had to go on them twice because I didn't get a long enough course the first time round. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah, I had tonsillitis. Did you worry about the baby the whole time? Yeah, I was constantly worried about the baby. Equally the fact that I think my immune system, I underestimated how low your immune system is throughout pregnancy you are basically feeding the baby everything and you are left with whatever's left Mm. and because my food aversions and nausea had been so bad a multivit just isn't enough Mm. i know this as a nutrition Mm. professional you need so much energy when you are pregnant Mm. to get through every day and support your immune system my body just wasn't getting it and i was really sick and is that because what you would have normally eaten you couldn't stomach no and did you ever expect that would happen to you i thought i would be the one that would be sending my husband out at like 2am because i craved ice cream or something i've been the opposite i <laughs> i don't enjoy food anymore connie i can't wait to give birth yeah. and suddenly be like oh i fancy something to eat because yeah. i have none of that Oh, I was the opposite. I would yeah. be like, get me a jacket potato, tuna mayo, <laughs> cheese, butter, like my cholesterol. Oh, my God. But this is the thing. It's it's the... Not, not the, at first, but I had a good appetite. Yeah, and I, that's I think... That's why I put on too much weight. Well, that's something to discuss as well, because mm. weight's an important thing in pregnancy. But I've received so many remarks online about my shape and my weight that it's almost made me very reluctant. I don't normally comment on my mm. appearance, but I haven't had the same appetite I used to have. Mm. I have to physically force myself. And some mm. nights I'm just getting cereal for dinner, mm. but I know at least it's fortified and it's better than nothing. Mm. Yeah, the comments you get online, because um, obviously I, I we've met throughout your pregnancy and I know that you've really struggled with food. Mm-hmm. And to see that you're getting comments about being, is it too skinny or why you're pregnant or what? I've had everything, Connie. Like some people are like, oh, oh, how do you stay so thin during pregnancy, which disturbs me immensely. This is what I mean. People people are envious of the fact that you haven't put on four or five stone during your pregnancy. And it's really sad. It's tragic. Because you actually love food and it's probably you you just hate the fact that you're not being able to eat what you've wanted to eat it's soul destroying and there are other extreme comments like oh you must have a problem with food and then someone else at the flip end was like oh your body fat percentage is too high which is why your your jabs didn't happen for you the other day or something so i've had both ends of the spectrum it's really strange people have an opinion especially when your job is to support people through their food relationship with food yeah I, I i mean this is the problem with being online is that you never get the whole context or the whole picture no. and i've made a thing about as a position of being in a position of influence and being a nutritionist i don't disclose my food choices mm. people won't ever know i really support you on that yeah thanks because I, I think it's it's hard people want to know they want to know all the time what i eat and i refrain mm. from doing it fully because I know it will just, people may think, oh, Rihanna's eating that, therefore that's the healthy thing mm. to have. Yeah. Actually, what they don't know is I'm eating marshmallows and cereal for dinner. Do you know what I mean? It's <laughs> yeah. like, it's not, it's not always <laughs> what it may appear yeah. behind the scenes. And body size and shape actually means nothing to do with health to some degree. Like I can be maintaining this physique at the moment and I'm probably not as nourished as I was before I was pregnant. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So that, I mean, yeah, what, 
there's not something nothing more you can really say about that no. I, I I totally agree with you and I've seen that you've had that struggle and that really bothers me um especially with myself obviously I put a lot of my body on online and um weight loss I find it really hard to lose weight um I mean I haven't really got down to the the nitty-gritty of it I haven't gone and seen if I've got issues with weight loss or I know I've got polycystic ovaries but I haven't really had it checked blah blah, blah. but I so I just I just choose to focus on being as healthy as possible which is such a good mindset and it's important we discuss this because I think people are scared now today to either say they want to lose weight, yeah. which is one problem. Yeah. Um, I think there's a, such a fear of being judged, but you should be allowed, Connie, to, to go on your journey and say how you feel. Yeah, I, I do feel like there's um, influencers who um, used to be like um, fitness influencers um, that now don't really like to be called that because of um, weight loss. Or I feel like there's body positive people that give me the cold shoulder because I um, share my healthy weight loss journey. But it's my journey. And the reason why I do it is because um, it makes me feel better because I know that when I get to a certain weight, I'm healthier, I'm more confident. Um, it's where I've got more energy. Um, and it, that's that is the well, sort of the, the basic, so I even feel guilty talking about it now like I'm worried I mean? about like, saying that I'm that's why I'm thing. hesitating this is so not like me yeah. I don't want to say the wrong thing no but basically I put on weight while I was pregnant my body fat percentage was um 47 percent right okay so yeah a really not recommended high. amount that we no. would suggest no yeah. no no and not right for me no. And I wasn't happy there. And if you carry if I carried on I definitely wouldn't become uh, wouldn't be a healthy person. And I'm a mum now and I love being healthy. It makes me feel so good. Yeah. And I'm when I say healthy, I don't mean eating salad every day. Oh god no. There's nothing worse than just a plate of leaves. Yeah, <laughs> I when I'm I think healthy is all about having that healthy balance of social life, rest, sleep, um 360 a, degrees. Yeah, a good a relationship with food, enjoying exercise without feeling guilty if you don't if you miss a class still having chocolate it's that whole balance I've been and mindful. it's encouraging mm. I think what you're doing Connie is great because so many women I mean most people I see in my clinic pre and postnatal clients it is that I put on a lot of weight in my pregnancy and I don't feel comfortable and that's okay mm. you're allowed as a woman if you think about it as women we go through so many stages in our lives we go through periods we go through having babies we go through menopause mm. Uh, your body, your hormones, your fluctuations, your weight changes mm. consistently. Absolutely. We don't have a steady normal. You're in a new body after mm. having a baby and I'm going to have to deal with that psychologically yeah. as well. Every woman does. Mm. Even if you don't have children, your body changes. Mm. And like, if you see on social media someone posting a picture of them two weeks after they've had their baby or three weeks and they look like exactly the same as they did. I'm telling you now, they don't feel it. No. We have to remember that how we look isn't everything Yeah. because what's going on upstairs after you've had a baby is a whole different ball game. Well, and downstairs. And downstairs. I, I was just know about, about to say, the nappies. I was just about to say, like I've seen people like, oh, you know, three weeks after the baby and they're like tiny, flat belly and they're wearing a nice pair of fresh white knickers and you're like, oh my God, how quickly did you have to take them off and quickly put a massive pair of yeah. tenor yeah. sanitary pants on? Like, <laughs> I mean, my I was speaking to um, someone last week. I was getting prepped for birth and stuff, and she was saying, "If you think about it, Ree, 
all of your organs have moved, yeah. it takes time for them to move back. They're not just suddenly going to drop and flop yeah. back into place. Your uterus is, and your placenta, you're going to leave these gaping wounds in your body. Yeah. Like gaping, dripping blood wounds yeah. we're talking about. Yeah. And this is going to be a bit visual for people, but I had no idea before. I, even because you, obviously Macy's older, you, you had your baby last year. Mm. I had no idea until falling pregnant half the stuff you went through. Even when you talked about it online, mm. it only really sinks in when you start going through it yourself. Yeah. You think, I'm actually going to go through this. I didn't really listen to him. And I, my aunties even said to me, one of my aunties said to me, Connie, when your milk comes in, you're going to have a couple of blue days. And I was just like, oh, whatever. Like, I don't <laughs> suffer with depression or anxiety. I'm yeah. a happy person. I'll be fine. I know how to look after a baby, okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, oh my God, the milk came in and I was like, who am I? Oh who my is this goodness. person? Yeah. Have I done the right thing? Like, you say, like, all these things. Yeah, See, I'm just... going through all of those questions even now, let alone when the milk comes in and yeah. if I get the baby blues. Am I going to be a good parent? Am I good enough? What? Oh, I, I question, I still question myself. Like, last week I had a crazy week of, like, the washing's not done. It was overflowing. Um, I kept feeling like I was on my phone loads in front of Macy, which I really try and not do. Mm. But I had loads of work to catch up on. and But work's got really busy all of a sudden, which is great. But then you're like, oh, my God, Macy. And then my mum's got osteoarthritis in her hands now from wear and tear. So she has Macy twice a week. But on the Wednesday, it was too much for her hands. So I, the day I was supposed to be working, I couldn't and oh, all this crazy stuff. Um, but then I also had an amazing week. I got some really amazing results in terms of my body fat percentage. Yeah, you've been um, smashing that. Yeah, it's been going really well. And I went to the dentist for the first time in five years, which is really bad. But my teeth were perfect and my mouth's really clean. Yay! <laughs> um, and obviously then we had that really sad news of Caroline Flat. Yep. Um, which is really hard for my brother. So it was just dealing with all these things last week. So I just kept questioning myself as a mum. And do you know what that's just made me think? One of the questions I really wanted to ask you is I know your family aren't don't live close to you how important have your friends been throughout your pregnancy because you can feel so lonely in pregnancy when you even say the word my friends I just feel like welling up because I love my friends so much they are literally that's that's probably the most emotional trigger I've had the whole episode which is weird which is weird welling up everyone yeah um (laughs) they my friends are my family yeah I think because I left home so young um and I'm not as close to my mum as I would like what the relationship I want to build with my son will be very different. Uh, Mums and their sons. Uh, well, there we oh, go. Oh, I got three brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I keep hearing this. It'll be really special. I- I'm excited about it, but mm. without my friends and the support network I have, I'm so lucky. My husband is my life, and being able to reach out and just message people, and and they're there to respond. God, there's there's no money you can put on that. Mm. It's incredible that mm. people are there. For, I think the most important thing that anyone needs is a support network, even if it's just at the end of the phone to a Samaritan line or if it is a friend or it is mm. a family member. We all need, we're social creatures as human beings, mm. even if we sometimes don't feel like it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, really I feel helps. that. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I feel like um, 
a lot I've a lot lost a lot of friends along the way, but the ones that have stayed and the ones I've gained um like are like stronger than ever and are more like me as I've got older because when you're younger you're all the same, aren't you? And you try and be something you're not and you go through all these stages. But yeah. now I feel like as I'm approaching thirty I've just I'm I've really found myself and um I don't really take any shit anymore. Well that's good and it's <laughs> the people that make the effort, I think. Yeah, so it's the it's ones true. that are still there you cannot speak for months, but you know that you could could always message yeah. them or they are Absolutely. there i hope you feel like that with me a hundred percent i did so to anyone listening i have asked connie a lot and when i saw her once for lunch like a while ago we literally did a whole list of what i need to get and what yeah. i don't need to get i found it so helpful but there are those people that obviously they can't relate to your journey and your point in life mm. and i have had a few of those where they don't understand that i can't just be running around mm. like a crazy thing i'm yeah. six weeks out from having a baby i can't yeah. go to this evening event no and just think to yourself they'll understand once when they have a baby one day yeah, yeah. when they get it and I, that's why i just leave it now like you'll understand oh sorry i'm late again i never used to be a late person but yeah you'll understand well it's equally the people that I've also found it quite hard being online. I don't know if this is something you, you're happy with me raising, but for people that can't have children yeah, as well. Of course. Um, I've tried to be very, very... And of course, I, I help women that can't get pregnant. Mm. Like I see them a lot, and it's a 50-50 job with the man and the woman. But it's equally something that needs to be spoken about. Miscarriages, all those sorts of things. Absolutely. I feel so blessed. But it doesn't mean that we can't share the highs and lows of pregnancy. Because sometimes I feel like the online abuse for sharing yeah it's passive aggressive isn't it like I posted um my new tum my new tummy my stretch marks it was a very good post (laughs) and I got a lot of passive aggressive comments I got mostly amazing but you know like uh well just be grateful that you've got your your little girl and you know you're like well you know posting a picture of my stretch marks doesn't make me ungrateful for my child I'm just yeah. sharing that my body has changed and that can always be hard to deal yeah, with yeah and right? I know how blessed and lucky I am um to be able to have two I mean I might not be able to have any more who knows like obviously this, this is just so it. yeah it, it people just need to um chill out a little bit I think, I think. if you don't have anything nice to say why say it? It's yeah. my philosophy. Just unfollow me. Yeah, and if you are unhappy about that, <laughs> and I'm really sorry if you are struggling through mm. a, your own journey. Yeah. But maybe then just unfollow if you're finding exactly. it too hard following someone's pregnancy journey. And yeah. then when you're ready again, refollow. Like just I mean, little I things like that can help. On social media, when I share a little bit of personal information, there's a lot of people that interact with it and I know it helps more than it doesn't but I do lose a lot of people as well that I think just can't cope with that yeah. and I understand and that's okay. Someone actually messaged me saying um, I was really struggling with my weight and seeing you lose weight mm. so well I found it really hard yeah. so I unfollowed you but now I followed you again and you've had a baby since and I'm just so happy for you so just take that time out. That's so nice. You know I'm not offended by that no. I understand like I can sometimes find it hard you know. Weight loss is far from simple I mean the journey people go through it's not just mm. what you eat and how you move it's everything isn't There's it so many things yeah but, but but not even just weight loss journey just any journey that you're going through you know social media is there for people to share that it's their own person it's your personal page it's my page I'm going to share what I want to share on there if you're finding it difficult then just take a break yeah it's as simple as that you're not going to miss out no one's going anywhere Exactly. And I think that's really important. Yeah, especially after the light of the news with the trolling and and what happened with Caroline. It's devastating. And 
I'm just hoping that times will change now. Yeah, I think it will. So, reflecting on what we've spoken about today, it's Oof. been an amazing episode. Um, I know, really different for you. Com- completely different. I, I hope s- you've enjoyed it, though. I've I've loved it, and I really hope I sound a bit coherent, because I feel when I get a bit emotional or I'm... Oh, you're amazing. It's, it's hard to communicate and it. No, and not a lot of people know this about you, so maybe those comments will stop because they can know a little bit more well, about well, you. Well, wishful thinking, but let's hope, yeah, let's hope well. more kindness in the world exactly. will come forward. To end the episode, I always ask my guests three tips or bits of advice they'd either give their younger self or give the listeners. Oh, I love that. Um, I think the first one would have to be what we discussed earlier, that you need to find your own path. Trying to mimic someone else's one is just not not the way and it's okay if you don't know that's for a long time Mm. things happen for a reason some Mm. people don't find their path until later in life but the journey is equally as important would be love that yeah number one that's amazing it's almost like a song lyric. You need to do a post actually. about okay. that, Rihanna. <laughs> that is, it's true. The journey is what makes yeah. you. You look back and you're like, wow. Definitely. Um, my second tip uh, would be for anyone going through a pregnancy, because I'm guessing you're going to get people listening. Mm. Um, and that would be not to panic too much about the little things and always ask for help. So I had several situations where I had called my midwife or I ended up in A&E one evening. It's better to always ask for help than worry that you're going to put people out because my biggest fear was they're going to be too busy at the hospital you know maybe I'm overreacting I turned to google which was the worst thing that I would never recommend to do ask for help because they will always see you they'd rather Mm. you go in than not go Mm. and the third tip I feel like I should end on a nutrition note just because it's what I do and you're passionate and you love it and I love it don't judge others for what they eat and a tip I would give myself is that you never know the context you'll never know fully behind the scenes what someone is doing for their body you have to fuel it so you don't know if someone's getting their full food groups if they're following some fatty diet whatever they're doing they may look healthy on the outside so don't judge try and just understand everyone's got a journey to go on with their food as well and embrace all the food groups, all the health. Think health before um, restriction. What you can put in rather than what you put out. Amazing. And and focus on yourself. That was a bit of a waffly three things. No, it was great. <laughs> focus on yourself, basically. Exactly. Um, enjoy watching other people's journeys. Yeah. But focus on Remember your that yours is unique to you. And what you need to fuel you will be different to what someone else needs. Perfect. Thanks, Rhiannon. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe and maybe even share with a friend if you think they could benefit from listening to Growing Up Female. I'll be back next Wednesday with another amazing female. See you then. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We know times are very difficult right now and if you want any more information about coronavirus, go to nhs.uk slash coronavirus. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed 
and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.